1: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumpaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumpaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by, in his house, near Beckenham, South London, Paul Doolan. Hello. And live from the northwest of England, near Altringham, just outside of Manchester, Dave Watson. Good knowledge. Hello, boys. Proud of my geographical knowledge and me, just in case you need to know, I am recording from St. Lucia. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> from uh, also from southeast London. Yeah. How, how are you coping Paul uh,
0: I'm alright I'm missing football more I watched on Saturday afternoon I was bored and watched the Official FIFA video for Italia 90 I was getting serious withdrawal
1: I tried watching one of those Because I think they're on Amazon Prime Aren't they
0: Yeah they're all shot on film And they're sort of quite racially insensitive
1: <laughs> Right <laughs> I find like they 're films made by people who don 't like football, yeah like it's so sort of romantically shot that you yeah. don't, you 're really able to appreciate the actual girls
2: no so have you, have you ever seen the um like the the documentary that Leeds released? It was just like it was a i don 't know seven hour long advert for Leeds United, and it almost felt like a corporate presentation rather than an actual documentary though I'm not going to get into it because I know you'll mock me, but the Netflix, um, Sunderland documentary is much more warts and all, and it's more
1: compelling for it. I've I do need it. to watch that. Watch it's really it. what, good. What, what series? I love it. But here's, I mean, to say this early on in a uh, Newcastle United themed podcast is risky, but I find myself getting caught into it and, uh, wanting Sunderland to do well. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: I go the other way. I very much do it. Really look forward to when the wheels come off, like cuz I know they do. So it's just enjoyable. Like there's a there's a glorious scene where um the owner, of, oh, what's his name? Not not Charlie Methven, the other one, I can't remember his name. Stuart,
1: Stuart something Stuart Donald. Stewart Donald. Donald. Yeah, he. I was um, going to say Stuart Love it, but I think that's who Michael, who died in Michael Barrymore's house. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene on like um,
2: uh, deadline day, and everybody's telling the owner like Will Greg is not worth more than one one million pounds. Everybody's telling him like the the manager's saying it. Like the manager said, oh, I want Will Greg, but he's not worth more than a million quid. Everybody's telling him And he just gets caught In the Like the excitement Of Jim Wipe's yellow tie And he ends up paying Three Some million pounds For Will Grigg
1: And then Will I think Grigg he sports. Is it I don't, I don't think I mean is there, Has there ever been a player In the history of football Whose Value Has been more increased By a chant <laughs> <laughs> Probably no. not no the, the only one who might come close I would say is Sean Gota I think Sean Gota's career Was uh, Vastly enhanced by The, the chant um, Feed the goat and he will score I think Manchester City fans Loved that song so much That it led them to Love him I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't disagree yeah.
0: I would say in this time of lockdown, if any listeners have recommendations for sports documentaries or how to get a fix, please tell us.
1: I'm very excited about there's a new Michael Jordan one on Netflix that's supposed to be very good that came out today. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to watch that. I do have a recommendation of a sports documentary. The Sundin Until I Die one is really good. It's sort of a sports one, but it's about a lot more. The OJ Made in America one which is on BBC iPlayer. I've seen that. It's about 10 hours, isn't it? Yeah, I would, I, it's, it's, it's about 10 hours, and me and my girlfriend went to watch it all in one day in the cinema. <laughs> it is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And if you like cricket, I really enjoyed the test which is a documentary series on Amazon about the Australian cricket team coming back from uh, the, the scandals of a couple of years ago. It was my t- Um I'm, I thought I was coping really well during this whole situation. I thought I was doing really well. And then yesterday uh, at lunchtime, I poured myself a large vodka and orange juice and uh, and I baked a loaf of something called Korean egg bread. Already sounds like a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. It occurred to me, as, as I waited for the Korean egg bread to come out of the oven, I thought, oh, maybe I'm not doing that well, actually. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm in trouble
2: here. Well, um, I'm, I'm currently working my way through all the Marvel films in order. And the wife is working her way through Made in Chelsea in order. So that's how our lock-in is going. Separate rooms. I think that's a good
0: technique, though. Separate rooms as
2: often as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you love someone, separate rooms.
2: Yeah.
1: You're not wrong. Uh, Moving on. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So... I'm trying to think of a way to connect the phrase separate rooms into the big news story because they're actually the reason why we've come back we couldn't not come back because there actually is a big news story brewing around Newcastle United Football Club. Uh, it looks like, I mean, do we want to jinx it? But Dave, it looks like the takeover could well be going ahead. Am I right? Yeah, and I think it's right to retain
2: a little bit of caution because... It is still Mike Ashley doing the selling, but from what I've read and from what I understand, the like the money's changed hands. The depo- a deposit has been paid from the buyers to Ashley, and the Premier League has started the uh, owners and directors test for. The, the parties that are going to be involved, uh, which are the Rubin brothers, um, PIF, which is um, a Saudi investment firm, and Amanda Staveley, um, they say that it could take uh, three to four weeks. Um, apparently, it started like last week um, or earlier. I'm not sure, um, but it could be. Yeah, it's it by all accounts, it looks like it's going ahead. Um, obviously, heard nothing from Mike Ashley or NuFC. As an entity, but that's nothing new. We rarely hear from him. We're not hearing anything from the other side, um, other than what I can assume are leaks to uh, journalists and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I would, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say cans, but I'd definitely say
1: get some in. I think we've all got a lot of cans in, Dave. <laughs> <huge>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you any length though that's the thing I well I actually uh, as I believe i mentioned on a previous pod have signed up for the beer 52 uh, promotion using the promo code Nata and um, I have not regretted it um, so uh, yeah uh, I, the, the big question Paul is it, the There's a deposit been paid, but I can't find out how much that deposit was for. Is it just like, is it just like when you take uh, when you borrow a pool cues in a pub?
0: Yeah, it's ten quid. (laughs) It's actually just your debit card. So it's Amanda Stavely's debit cards at the club, and she'll get it back once the club's (laughs) sold.
1: Um, yeah, that's a big deal I I don't know it's, a 300, it's 300 million quid
0: the this feels like it is, is going to happen million. it's hard it's to surely. see what could go wrong now to stop it from happening
1: well I think the stuff that isn't coming out is because of non-disclosure agreements right what, yeah. what's gone on in the past sometimes, what it certainly felt like is what's going on is these things brew around times when Things like the January transfer window are going on, or season ticket renewals. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with season ticket renewals? Is that going on? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to imagine a lot, of fans,
0: a lot of fans. Cif funds. So, I say, a lot of the fans have had the money for season ticket renewals taken out of their accounts, which is another thing the club's not come out looking great about over this, mm-hmm. including Firmino in the staff, and not going back on
1: it. Yeah, considering it's it's we really really don't know what kind of a season twenty twenty one is going to be, or yeah, or it's even going to exist. I mean, fuck knows what's actually going to happen in terms of football being played. But when football does return, we'll get onto the morals of it again in a minute. But when football does return, are we headed? For being a, 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 a giant? Um, I, I wouldn't expect
2: a Chelsea or a Man City style um, like explosion. I would anticipate, given the, the, the FFP rules and also where we are as a club, we're not going to be able to attract elite players to Newcastle United straight away because a FFP means we just can't afford it. Um, and B we're not going to be in European competition anytime in the next couple of seasons. I'd be surprised if we managed to get it, you know, suddenly launch ourselves into the top five or six next season, unless, you know, I, I would just, it would be really, really unlikely. So what I would, What I would expect, if these new owners have anything about them, they would look more to the Leicester model or Wolves or even to some degree like Spurs about five years ago, um, scout well, appoint the right manager, give them the tools to do the job, pump a load of money into the academy and the facilities and most importantly the recruitment network, get that right, and then in a couple of years... We could be pushing the the top clubs. The, the, will we be a giant? Who's to say? In five years' time, I don't know. Like, look look at where Man City were. They had a couple of mid-table seasons after the, the takeover, and then they were consistently pushing for Champions League and also competing for the title. So, I don't. Would would we be a giant? We could certainly join that group of elite clubs with the right decisions made but i wouldn't i wouldn't expect that i would expect more become you know how there's like a top 6 i'd expect that to become a top 7 and for seven clubs to be punching their way towards a european spot be it europa league
1: or the champions league if we can become the kind of club that can spend 40 million on a striker I don't think we've got anything to worry about.
0: (laughs) The other thing to say is like financial fair play does prohibit us to an extent, but post coronavirus, there's no telling what might happen. There's every likelihood it's going to be a sport that's desperate for any money to come in by any means. Hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if that sort of man city, Chelsea style spending is available, but I, I wouldn't want to see that. I think that, wouldn't necessarily work with
1: us no okay. yeah, I, was, I was sort of assuming that uh, the trouble that Man City have got into recently before coronavirus all kicked off I was assuming that um, that, that would mean uh, would make things more difficult for us if we were going to try and become the next Man City well, but yeah maybe you're right maybe close to coronavirus well, I think as well their trouble wasn't
0: FFP related, it was no. essentially perjury. It was lying about payments, I think, wasn't it? Uh, and yeah, the also, pay,
1: the payments also, themselves were done because of trying to avoid FFP, right?
0: But I think plenty of clubs do that, whether it's through commercial deals or anything. They just It was
2: lying about it afterwards. I think one thing that we've got to bear in mind is that um, FFP rules as they are now newcastle United, Newcastle United could spend an absolutely sickening amount of money um because we 've been run by Ashley as 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 profit making exercise whereas f f p is to stop clubs running consistently at a debt, and we haven 't so we 've got a lot of leeway there the The restrictions on wages are are important, and I think that that would stop us going crazy. Um, but you can make like a 10% increase in your wage, which is, works out to be about um, about 9 million quid a year, I think. So that's a, like three or four players on 60, 70 grand a week, which isn't huge. And you can skirt around those FFP wages, wage rules by sh- proving that you can earn more than you're spending. So new commercial deals, new sponsorship deals and stuff like that can give us an extra bit of buffer. But Isn't
1: that where, I mean, this is far more uh, serious than the average Newcastle matter pod. Isn't that where uh, Im- image rights have come in? Isn't that? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know that. Seems like a lot of the big players get a lot of money in image rights, which is a sort of workaround. Maybe that's oh, just a tax, tax no, workaround. I, I, th- I think that's... For,
2: um, for the individual, like returning image rights is is a is a means that they can seek sponsorship and commercial partners outside of the club. So um, I know
1: what I mean what I mean is a lot of the top players seem to have on top of their weekly wage, they give them a shitload of money for image rights.
2: Oh, oh so they
1: inflate the like, wages. This is exactly, it's a way of inflating their wages. I mean,
0: it's great that we can look forward to these kind of opportunities. It,
1: it's why we all follow football. It's <laughs> this what is, we got into it for. <laughs> when, we, when we were little kids watching football, this is what we dreamt of. Talking about the uh, public invest, investment fund in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and Dad, Dad, do you think
0: one day he, we might be able to see someone have their their rights... Really, really bulked up by a Saudi state.
1: (laughs) Not in my lifetime, Sean. (laughs) With zero prospect of any football actually taking place in the near (laughs) future. And when when it does actually take place, to be taken, to to go on on a fucking private island somewhere with no one able to actually (laughs) see it. Uh, Yeah. What a... Incredible set of circumstances. I know we've discussed this a couple of times before, but you know, it's it's it it, it comes as part of the package uh, we've talking about this uh, takeover, and now that it looks really like it could well be happening, I think we have to go there again. There are, you know, there there are some moral issues, aren't there? Are there not,
0: Paul? Yes, there definitely are. It's the thing uh, is, the you know, saudi the p i f are the investment arm of the Saudi royal family basically, and it's or the Saudi regime, which is a regime that is particularly intolerant of homosexuals and women, and they are currently bombing the shit out of Yemen, including hospitals and schools so it's not they're not
1: squeaky clean no uh Far from it, and uh there no, yeah, I couldn't. I can't think of the end of that sentence. Go on, Dave. Go on, defend them. I know you want to. Go on, defend the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to criticise
2: the Saudi regime. I think it's vital that a spotlight is shone on them and they are held account for their crimes by those in power, politicians, well, governments, international courts etc. I don't think it's realistic to ask football fans of a parochial club in England to hold the PIF and by extension the Saudi regime to account when it's got not like it's got nothing to do with them. It's got nothing to do with the football. And I'm not one of these saying keep politics out of football but it's genuinely you can't expect, you know, Billy from Biker to take a moral stand against the, the Saudi regime by jacking in his season ticket and, and leaving the club that he's supported for decades before they were they joined and will support them after the Saudis have gone, when the government that he, you know, his his country is led by is engaging in illegal arms sales to them, when companies are quite happy to do business with them, it's. It's not what whataboutery to point out the, the hypocrisy of journalists demanding action by this, the Newcastle fans, demanding that we protest because it's awful. It's not right. Like those journalists should be going after the people with actual power to make actual change, not 52,000 Geordies. It's it's not on, and it's it shouldn't be. It's not our responsibility. The only way we can influence international relations is by voting for a party
1: that you know aligns with our political views. Is it? Is it? Look, I think everything he's just said is is uh, reasonable, and you know, I, I don't. I'm very conflicted about the whole thing, and I think ultimately, like I've said before, I I don't think I'm going to be able. If if things start going well, I think I'm going to be able to. Quite easily, put aside, uh, put my feelings about the Saudi Arabian government to one side and enjoy us competing at a level that we haven't competed at for a long time. I'm, yeah, I'm perfectly happy to admit that. Like I can, like just being, like being a person living in today's world, which means one like everything is sort of interconnected. And two, we know about all this stuff all the time. Like, almost every decision we make is uh, is uh, like, is like morally dubious, you know, in terms of, like, you know, one of the tabs open on my laptop right now is, is Amazon. You know, I I'd, I'd, like take deliveries from out, and, I'd you know, I would say Amazon probably aren't quite as bad as the Saudi, as the Saudi Arabian regime, but what they're doing, Globally is not good. So,
2: yes, and but, and Twitter is um, uh, partly, if not, majorly, majorly owned by Saudis. So, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're all we're all making either moral judgments on how they impact our day to day life or how convenient it is to use the service. We all do it. It's hypocr- It's it's a lie to say that we don't. And I think it's my, my take is look, I'm supporting Newcastle United and I will continue to support Newcastle United and the owners of that club. If they're throwing money at the club and making us successful and all the rest of it, then I'm more likely to enjoy the games. So fine. If another branch of that entity is committing atrocities elsewhere, I can still criticize them. I can still say they're appalling. I don't have to like, I I like that. But they're involved, so now I can't like that anymore. I, I don't, I don't, that doesn't work in my head. I'm quite happy to say that the Saudi regime is disgusting.
1: I'll have the money the though. Thing, the, the, thing, the, the thing that, uh, one, I'll say, from what I've seen, and I'm sure there have been journalists attacking Newcastle supporters, but in general, it is also, I think a lot of Newcastle supporters are being quite defensive about the situation. Yeah. And it is the journalist's job to uh, to ask questions about: Do we want these kind of people and this kind of money in our football? And that's not that's not an attack on Newcastle fans. Them asking those questions is an inconvenience for Newcastle fans who've been desperate for some kind of investment and passion in our club. And it's. And so I can understand where the defensiveness comes from, but Mm. when you've got Newcastle fans out there, like suddenly reading up on the the PR from (laughs) Saudi Arabia to find ways of defending them, and like, wow, well, actually, they're very much liberalising their uh, society. This is, yeah, yeah. that's
0: that's where it falls down for me as well. Because I've there was no there is nothing wrong with holding the two views at the same time that the Saudi regime is bad, but Newcastle getting taken over and becoming essentially the richest club in the world is good. They are, they are two views you can hold at the same time. There's no problem with that. And it shouldn't be incumbent on Newcastle fans to be the moral arbiters of everything. Cause we're powerless in this situation. It's not like there was a choice of three owners and we've chosen this one, yeah. if it even happens. And as well, it's a bit rich when it's happening to a lesser extent across the league, and nobody's boycotting the Premier League. They're, and they're not even calling on Newcastle players to take a stand. Nope. It seems to just come onto the people who have the least power in the scenario. But the bit that does stick in my craw is like you were saying it's Newcastle fans suddenly with the Saudi flag on their avatar. And yeah, just yeah. Chum- like they're sports washing I, I, for, they not sports they're, washing they're, to get the people of Newcastle behind the Saudi state. It doesn't matter whether we like them or not. They're sports washing to get their own brand globally cleaned. Yeah, yeah. I think Amnesty had a a good take on this, which allows me to support Newcastle and be fine and not have to do too much, which I'm quite happy with. But they basically said Newcastle fans should just make themselves more aware of what's going on in Saudi Arabia and spread that news. And I think that's, considering how little power we have, that's probably not a bad way of looking at it. But I think yeah, trying no. to get into bed with the regime and defending it because they own your football club is where it becomes morally untenable.
1: Yeah, I think yeah that's what we'd hope, hope for is... Is if they're intending for this to be a sort of sports washing thing, which I'm sure they are, this phrase that we've all learned in you know the last I don't know couple of years, uh, then let's not aid that by, by um, yeah by spouting their l- lines. You know, let's make that more tricky by uh, meaning that there's there's more of a light the fact that they've come into our uh, football means that there's more on the light, uh, more of a light on what they're yeah. doing wrong. But I'm not saying that the average fan needs to think through all of that. It's just maybe don't start going to games with a Saudi flag and maybe yeah. don't start defending, especially if you've spent the last 10 years as part of your attacks on Mike Ashley talking about what a morally horrible man he is yeah. and yeah, how yeah. terrible it is how he treats his workers at Sports Direct, all of which is true, but, you know, it it casts serious doubt on your uh, motives for that. If suddenly you turn around the next day and uh, start talking about, like, well, actually what's going on in Yemen is a little different to what you (laughs) think. Yeah.
0: So I think as well, if you're uncomfortable with it, you don't have to stop supporting Newcastle. Like you could take those other measures, like fund a rainbow flag to be unveiled at the ground or something. We've already yeah. got one. Things like that, it's small measures that point to that get picked up in articles, where it suddenly shines a light on their abuses and the contradiction of what fans are doing. That's the only power we
2: really have in that scenario. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been on Twitter, like, pushing back at the journalists that have been calling out Newcastle doesn't fans. doesn't like you did. <laughs> <laughs> But my, my point throughout all of this is, uh, has been, sorry, that it's not on us to um, explain why this sale has gone through or to defend the process or to make excuses. It's not on us to do that. I think Paul's right. I think if we if we can raise awareness of what's going on in Saudi Arabia and in the Yemen, I think that's a real valuable um and um worthwhile approach to to it. But I, I do think that we're not we shouldn't be the target of investigation and interrogation. I think that should be the people who do hold power, the FA and the PL, the Premier League have within their power to say no we're not going to allow this because of the things that you've been accused of or have been i don't know not proving guilty because i don't think you could prove them guilty but you know what i mean like we're not having it they could do that yeah the, the british government could step in and say actually we're not going to have a foreign power um who executes people for being homosexual or beats them or whatever yeah, i think
1: there's a lot of things we don't have to prove them guilty of i think I think it's quite yeah. a lot of the Executions are televised. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so but, this um, is my thing. It's like, don't, yeah. don't hold us to
2: account because we have no power. Hold power to account because they could do something about
1: it. Sure. It's, it, it's it's all part of being a human now, isn't it? it it's it's yeah. it's and well, no like clean.
2: Like, it, like you were saying... I use Amazon, I go on twitter i 've used An uber, I own nike trainers i you know all of these
1: companies are, uh, are no. morally i murder home I murder homeless people <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all do you know these like conflicted things you know that 's just part of being alive isn 't it you know, the a-
0: tricky thing with this is though this is the regime that is morally the worst to become involved in football, so it 's like there are equivalents, and you can say, "Well, nobody's clean to an extent,"
2: but this is—it's a new level. Oh yeah, I mean, we're swapping a—I think I've, I've read it somewhere that we're swapping a, a Dickensian villain for a Bond villain, and I, I totally agree. It is—it <laughs> yeah. is, it is an extension that means that any comparison. Feels a bit foolish Even if this is coming out of my mouth My my point was just that we all make You know moral judgments. Like how much do I care about that How much do I care about X or Y Uh, Or is this just nice and convenient that I'm still going to use Amazon because it's really handy Like yeah I'm still going to drive a car even though the people producing the oil That goes in the petrol
1: Are murderers Like I still do it because Maybe I'll be able to Maybe it'll mean now if I start paying money towards Newcastle United under this regime, then maybe I'll feel less guilty about um, going into a sports director by tennis balls. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really what this is all about. Yeah, I
0: think the other thing as well is as a club, we need some level of takeover from the level we've been underfunded and the infrastructure of the club. And just like Mike Ashley, we always said he's not going to be here forever. These new owners won't be here forever, but the good thing about sports washing is it tends to leave you with pretty good facilities for whoever comes in afterwards. And then we can get back to feeling morally a bit more balanced.
1: But then it also may leave us with, um, a 35 a, a year old Neymar on 600 grand a week <laughs> in league, li- in, in league one. Um, We'll see. Uh, So, uh, should we have a break now? Let's have a break. Let's have a break. break. Okay. Enjoy your break, guys. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean dot bike, or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler dot bike, e-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. I don't know if there's anything else to clean up, but what I do know is that Paul, you have compiled a quiz for myself today. Oh Dave. yeah, last last uh, podcast, I think it was. I had a quiz for Dave and Paul, which I stole from NUFC.com. Paul, you've compiled a quiz of your own, I believe. Yes. Uh, Dave, I think you won the last quiz by one point. It was very close, and I was very impressed by both of you. I don't fancy my chances versus you, Dave but I'm also very glad that you're not the person who's compiled this quiz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's been geared a bit more towards you, Fergus, so they're oh, all thanks. questions about the series off the record. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. It's, it's a
1: straight Newcastle quiz. Good, good. All right. That'll be okay, new owners. Let's do it. If we were the sort of people who'd ever put... Any kind of effort into this podcast beyond the bare minimum, then uh, we would have some tense music playing right now. But instead, we're all recording this on our shitty little phones and our shitty little houses. So take it away, Paul. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Very good. That's my tense bird. Okay. Question one. Which two players of the class of 92
1: have played for Newcastle? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Can I just ask, how are we doing this again?
0: We're like how- writing your answers down. We're doing the answers at the end. There's ten questions. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, so the class of '92 is the Manu team or squad that won the '92 Youth Cup or League, whichever it was. Two of their players played for Newcastle. We ready for the next one? Yep. <laughs> Bobby Robson's first game in charge was an eight-nil win against who? Okay, too easy. Too... <laughs> In his 10 seasons at Newcastle How many was Alan Shearer The team's top scorer Ooh. I should clarify with all of these I'm not sure they're right but I hope <laughs> they are, And that should be enough Okay.
2: <laughs> Ooh. It's a good one that
0: in the game in which Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer Were sent off for fighting One other Newcastle player was also sent off Who was it?
1: Oh, oh shit
2: Dave you know that don't you? Very much so It's what a memorable that? sending off oh, One of the shit. worst games I've ever been to in my life were you were fucking there air? Yeah it was awful Oh god Embarrassing
0: yeah. Ready for the next one? Yes,
1: but I don't feel confident about any of this.
0: (laughs) In Rafa Benitez's final game, we won 4-0. But who did we beat? Question six. Yeah. How many goals have Newcastle's four strikers, Joel Linton, Andy Carroll, Dwight Gale, and Muto, scored between them this season?
2: Four <laughs> competitions.
0: Yeah. Uh, in the league. I, I don't think league. it matters either way, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does. Uh, well, let's say the league then. Yeah. Kay. Okay. Okay. In Newcastle's famous 5-1 win over Sunderland, which former Newcastle player played for Sunderland that day? Oh, fuck. Still too easy, Dave. Repeat the question. In Newcastle's famous 5-1 win over Sunderland, which former Newcastle player played for Sunderland that day? Sort of,
1: it's fine. Got it. Yeah. Fuck, you're gonna absolutely my <laughs> I mean, I could see that coming, but. Okay, question eight. I said, I'm just the host. I don't really know anything. You're just the eye candy. You're here to get the women in. That's right. It is. <laughs> <Anyways.
0: ladies. laughs> question eight. Which loan signing was cited as the reason for Kevin Keegan's constructive dismissal? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And after his retirement, who took Alan Shearer's number nine shirt? So, which striker was the next to wear the number nine? Final question. Go on. In the famous four-all draw with Arsenal, everyone yeah. remembers Che Tiote's goal. Who were the other scorers for Newcastle? And it's okay. one point for getting all of them right. One point for getting all three. <laughs> yes. And a bonus question... Which former Newcastle player Do I think Takes best care of his lawn Okay Just a hunch Say it again Which Which former player Do I have a hunch Takes the best care of his lawn That's just a bonus one for now That's not in the quiz
1: Any guesses I've got one in my head Yeah Go for it Do you want me to go for that now Yeah Uh, I think David Batty Ooh, Ooh sort gonna, of close
2: I was going to say uh, Kevin Gallagher Both good guesses,
1: I was going to go Shearer But they've okay. got similar energy I feel like Shearer's got Somebody else who takes care of his lawn He wouldn't He's too proud mm. Yeah, maybe Maybe you're right, maybe you're right There's only way, one way to find out <laughs> <laughs> Right, um. answers Okay, just go ask each question again and I'll, I'll give you my answer. I can't, I wasn't writing anything down, so just, you know, All right. go. I'll, I'll, I'll go first on each one, and then Dave can reveal okay. the fucking answer.
0: Which two players
1: from the class of 92 have played for Newcastle? Okay, so I've got definitely Nicky Bart. Yes. And the other one I've, I've got is Keith Gillespie. Correct. Is that what you've got, Dave? Yeah, of course it is
0: Yeah Yeah. Okay, Bobby Robson's first game was an 8-0 win against who? I'm going Sheffield Wednesday Wednesday. It was Sheffield Wednesday In his 10 seasons at Newcastle, how many was Shearer the team's top scorer?
1: I'm going to go 6 I went 8 I've got 10 no, that's definitely not true. That's wrong.
2: Well, this is one, one season. John Barnes was top goal scorer. I know.
1: Yeah, that's true. John Barnes was top.
2: There's at Look, least.
0: Two... Shearer had some major check. injuries. I know, but this was in part of the answers for it. Let me. I should have double checked this one. This is. Right, let's get this up Apologies for this, listeners We might cut this out
1: No, no, I'm looking on Right, I'm looking on Sporkle Play quiz and then give up And it will reveal
0: the answer There is a a John Barnes one So you're right Well, well,
1: there is John Barnes one Yes, it's still nine I've got 2,000... Zero, 2000 oh, yeah.
2: There's Solana. Right. So well, it is eight, Dave. I mean, I'll take it, but I'm looking on the Wikipedia and it shows the top goal scorer. And in the season that... Uh, the 97-98 season where John Barnes was top was seven. Alan Shearer got seven. And in the 2000-2001 oh. season... Calcourt, Alan Shearer, and Norberto Solano all got seven. So it is ten if you don't just make it league. And I never specified league in the question, so you can. No, not, that's not league. <laughs> that's, that's
0: all of them. Yeah, Probably that's like all me.
2: competitions, yeah.
0: So I'm going I'm to take a
1: point. <laughs> so it is ten. I don't that's think you good. get one. I'm very confused by 97 98, because that season Shearer didn't even get three league goals. Cup games. Yeah, okay,
0: enough. okay. Right. Who else, question four Who else was sent off in that game When Bowyer and Di were sent off Okay
1: Dave knows uh, So I'm going to put in a guess Of Titus Bramble No, it's a very I famous Handball yo. Oh, it's the Stephen Taylor. Yes. I was gonna say Stephen Taylor, and then I was gonna. Oh, fucking. Hell. I was gonna say it's it's this. It's the one where he goes down like he's been shot. Yeah. I was gonna what say Stephen Taylor, and then I then I thought, oh no, was he was he a starter as long far back as then? And he was shit. Okay, fair enough. Fine,
0: fine. Question five: Who did we beat four nil in Benitez's final game?
1: I actually don't know this Spurs
0: Was it Fulham? It was Fulham oh. Remember there were boats going up the Thames Full of Geordies to get there Because the last away game of the season Okay Okay how many goals have Newcastle's four strikers Got between them this season? I'm going one Yeah I've got one Yeah it is one <laughs> That's such like, depressing What a great goal it was yeah. What bonus point? Uh, who was it? against?
1: against Spurs. Wasn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah. yeah. And bonus point, who got the assist? <laughs> it it wasn't Camp, was it? No. Really? Christian Chris Atsu. Okay. Jesus Christ, Paul. <laughs> it's a good assist. Are you keeping the points here? I know Dave no. won. Dave's won. Let's... Okay, question I
1: don't seven. Not too bad, actually. All right, keep your scoring. Right. Well, I don't know. That's your responsibility. <laughs> no, it's not. I ran this quiz last time. Can question seven.
0: On. In the five win, five one win over Sunderland, which former Newcastle player played for Sunderland?
1: Now, I feel like both. I've got Dave. I think knows, but I feel like both of them. I've got. The two I can think of I think played some villain further back. I'm gonna go Andy Cole. No. Okay.
0: You mentioned him earlier in a different answer. It's Titus Bramble, correct.
1: Oh yeah okay.
0: Okay, which loan question eight, which loan signing was cited as reason for Keegan's
1: constructive dismissal? I've forgotten his name. Was it? It was a Spanish midfielder. Because it wasn't Cisco. But it was, was. Was he called um, Gonzalez?
0: He was Nacho Gonzalez. He's Uruguayan, not Spanish.
1: They all. They're all the Come same, on, Dave.
0: Let's <laughs> <laughs> not split hairs. Did you <laughs>
1: say Gonzalez? Is Gonzalez your answer, Dave?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well done. Thanks. Okay, which striker wore the number nine
2: shirt after Shearer's retirement? I'll answer first because um, I think I've got it wrong.
1: Okay, go on. Martins. Say that again. Oh, for me, Martins. Okay, my thinking was I was I was wondering whether it was Owen, but I think he stayed number ten. So. And I was I was going to go Martins as well. You're both right.
0: Ooh, yeah. So Dave, you've got all of them right apart from the Shearer one, even though you Which awarded I yourself a point that. for that.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm still taking it. Well, I don't think that's how quizzes work, Dave. Well, because if you
2: if you this would... isn't a protection racket where you just come in wasn't... and say I'm having the points. In a list of, of, of Goal scorers In those two seasons He doesn't come first He comes joint second Or joint third Hang on This is getting into a bit He's not
0: yeah. 27 Until he's 28 <laughs> <laughs> this is, That is bullshit It's not I'm accurate Paul Paul Paul
1: you, Would you say that I'm doing quite well as well
0: Yes you're doing Very well Fergus We're all really
2: proud of you Okay Thank you Paul Let's keep <laughs> going Final question. Wait, 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 wait! Before you ask that final question,
1: Fergus, what's your point total at the minute? I've got no idea. Okay, I think think you got. I didn't get the full. I didn't get the Fulham one,
0: and I got four out of nine. No, five out of nine. What? You didn't get. You got the. You didn't get the Shearer one, you didn't get Stephen Taylor You didn't get Fulham, you didn't get Titus Bramble
1: Yeah, but you know what I did get? <laughs> the respect The respect <laughs> of my <laughs> Okay Okay, final one Who else scored <laughs> that four-all draw? Well, wow, i fucking out Okay, I've got um, Joey Barton definitely. <laughs> he got two so only one oh, other. Good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Leon Best, was it? Was it yes. Leon Best? Yeah. It it was. Was. Oh, right, okay, fine. Because I had Barton and the best. So you got right, six out of ten.
2: Okay. Well good. done. Dave, you got nine. Mm. Did I, though? Did I not yes. get ten? No, you didn't. I think I got ten.
0: <laughs> Again, this is, this is feeling very protection rackety. <laughs> okay. Would what it be a shame
1: if I was to have an accident? Well, I think I did it I think I did very well and I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. So um can you do another quiz now, please? <laughs> 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 do you want it about Trotsky or something like that? To be honest, I actually don't know that much about Trotsky, Dave. Do you want you to about Trotsky where he died? And how? If if someone would like to do a quiz on the female pussy, <laughs> As opposed to the male one, <laughs> I think I think I'd, I'd do pretty well on that, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, Bit of lockdown blue, yeah. yeah. What blue? That's the title. Boom. <laughs> Wasn't it Blue who hatched? Who had the city on lockdown? coincidence yes. I think so it was um okay to be fair
0: to blue well, as well they seem to do it quite easily compared to the struggles other major cities
1: have had maybe we should have been looking to them uh well since uh, I brought us on to the subject of the boy band blue um uh I have a in the music industry and uh, he told me that throughout the period of their fame, that all the other members of Blue was Lee from Blue was so mental that all the other members from from Blue lived in constant fear that they, he could end all of their careers at any moment. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, I don't okay. know what to do with that information, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, Sorry, as I started it, I thought I'm not sure I can pay off that well with this, so I apologise.
0: But Dave, it's your turn to come up with a quiz for the next pod, oh. and please, please remember it's not a quiz for you, so
2: <laughs> we we need ones that are answerable. I mean, you and I both know I'm just going to go on nufc dot com about 15 minutes before the pod starts and just ask the questions from that. Dave. Well, I'm
1: looking, I'm looking at the nufc one right now. I mean, I could just do it to you both right now. <laughs> don't... I think we have to think of the listeners here. Sure. But this, okay, but look, like, this quid is... I, I don't think I know any of the answers to this. <laughs> it's not <laughs> that bad. I, 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 yeah. It's okay, throw hard. us a couple then. Come on. Well, this is one that I should get, but... Uh, I've forgotten. Ex-Magpie loan defender Danny Simpson appeared for which EFL club in the 2019-20 season?
0: Ooh. Mmm.
1: Forrest? Leicester? It wasn't Leicester. Oh, wrong season. I don't know the answer. I mean, I can Google it. Nah. Here's a good one. Kevin Keegan's... Just Love It comments in April 1996 came after a 1-0 win at which stadium? was was Forest Stadium? That's what I was thinking was Forest. It might have been Elland Road. Because I was wondering, was, were we getting mixed up because we were talking about... Because he says he's got to go to Middlesbrough, doesn't he?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you know, he says he's got to go to Leeds, doesn't he? He's got to go to Leeds I think it might be Leeds Okay Well I don't actually have the answers But you know we can all easily look up this shit I think what we're learning here Is one of the crucial ingredients to a quiz
2: Is answers Is someone knowing the answers to? I've just checked And it we It was um, at Leeds
1: Okay There you go All right, and they've also got a picture question where we have to name the player. Do you want me to just describe his face to the picture, please? He's wearing a Palace shirt. (laughs) Um, no, we'll leave that. I'll leave that. So uh, I've got to say, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, to everyone out there, wherever you are in the world, I hope that you're coping uh, as well as can be expected and uh, I hope that one day we'll all be able to join together and um, sing we are the world together <laughs> holding <up. laughs> uh, but you know in the meantime look after yourselves that goes to the uh, Newcastle national listeners and it goes to both of you thank you very much Paul Doolan thank you very much Thank you Dave Watson. Cheers, Fergus. All right, see you. Bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.